1: Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio.
0: Welcome to Trending. We have a whole lot to discuss today on the show. If you have a question or want to talk to my guest, or maybe you're struggling with what we're talking about, it's a sensitive and... A shocking topic, and I challenge you, if you are struggling, call. And one of the leading reasons I say that is because this topic that I am about to dive into is one that no one talks about. People are struggling and suffering alone, and the even idea of it is so horrific, it's gonna be hard for some people to even think about. But the reason we are discussing this, and I've not told you what it is yet for a reason, is because many people are suffering. It's the largest, one of the largest, if not the largest growing industry in the world. The most lucrative industry in the world. And men and women, especially men, are struggling with the reality that this is where they're at. They don't know how they got here. They don't know what to do about it. And they need help. Joining me today on Trending is Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored. You've heard him here before on the show talking about the real struggle of pornography. That's right. And I know some of you may say, I'm done. I'm not listening. I hope you'll stay with me for a conversation that you may not be aware of or might be uncomfortable to hear because it's shocking. And a little ears warning, this might be something that's easily not detectable, what we're discussing, or it might be something you want to save for later. I hope you will leave yourself a note and go and subscribe to my podcast, Trending with Timory, wherever you listen to podcasts or the easiest way through the relevant radio app or at relevantradio.com. What we're talking about today is what happens when you find yourself looking at child pornography. How do you get here? What do you do? How do you fix it? Is there hope? There is hope. How do you forgive yourself? Are you a predator? We will discuss that because good men, seemingly good men have found themselves addicted to child pornography. How on earth is this happening? I don't want to talk about this, but I think we need to. Joining me today here on Trending is Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored. Again, a little ears warning. This is a difficult conversation to have, Jim. And if you could start by sharing maybe a story about someone who you've worked with who has been addicted to child pornography and how prevalent this is.
1: Well, first thing I want to say, Timory, is I always love to be on your show, but I don't want to talk about this either. Let's be honest. This is not Mm -hmm. something any of us want to talk about, but we also have to be aware that uh, according to the American Medical Association, between 100,000 and 500,000 children are sexually abused every year. That's a huge number, even on the low end. Mm -hmm. If it's one child, it's too much. But we're talking hundreds of thousands of children. And part of the reason for that is because there is an increasing demand for this type of pornography. Mm -hmm. Decades ago, when the psychiatric, the psychological, the medical uh, associations thought about uh, child abuse and, and child pornography in particular, there was three main reasons. Uh, one was as simple as sexual gratification, right? It, uh, it turned them on for whatever reason, these people. Um, and, and they thought it was generally a process where it made the person viewing the pornography feel like a younger, More appealing version of themselves. And so they kept doing it. Uh, Another diagnosis commonly was they struggled with adult intimacy. And so they were drawn to try and find intimacy with children. And then the, the, the other, one of the other main reasons was um, that it was just an escape from real life for them for whatever reason, and, and there you started to think about trauma, and you started to think about, well, this person was likely abused as a child themselves. Here's the sad news, we can't say that today. That is not the common reasons why people find themselves looking at child pornography. The most common reason, and I'll tell a story about one of our clients in a moment, um, the most common reason is that they just ended up there because everything else got boring. Hmm. And so you'll you can explain imagine. This later. Yeah, you can imagine um, your brain, even if you're not into porn. And I tell people all the time; I'm sure I said it on the show before. If you yourself are not struggling, you absolutely 100% know and love someone who is. So let's hmm. frame it that it is that prevalent. And when most people start viewing pornography, they start very vanilla, actually. It's usually just looking at the opposite sex, nude. But then that gets boring, and they start looking at couples, and start looking at other things, and start looking at groups, and more and more violent, more and more hardcore things. Because you see, our brains are always looking for something novel. They're always looking for something new.
0: Right, and And there's a chemical reaction to what is novel and new, which is why we chase after novel thing. That is
1: correct, that is absolutely correct. And with viewing pornography, (laughs) excuse me, your brain knows it's getting too much dopamine. So it starts to shut down dopamine receptors. And what that means is in order to get that good feeling again, in fact, just to get back to baseline, you need to watch more and more pornography or increasingly hard forms of pornography. Mm -hmm. I've had numerous men, heterosexual men, fathers and grandfathers, married for decades, love their wife, love their family, and they finally call me because now they're freaking out that the only way they get turned on is by watching homosexual porn. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Which we, by the way, if you're listening and that's something you've come across, we've talked about that here on Trinity. How people find themselves looking at homosexual porn, but they say, I'm straight. Why is this happening? It's the same idea.
1: That's the point. And after you've gone through everything else, unfortunately, there's one other area that is the biggest taboo. Mm -hmm. And so when you're that desperate. for for the dopamine hit, Mm -hmm. you could find yourself there. Mm -hmm. Now this creates quite a quandary as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of debate in the scientific community right now because of this topic, because porn is so normalized and usage is increasing at such levels, is that person a pedophile Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or not? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a really, really good question. Um, there was a, a, a doctor, Mary Pulido, I, I, I'm not sure how to spell her name, um, but she said that as a result of all this increasing pornography, it's likely that people will experience arousal from char- child pornography because nothing else is working, even if it's not their natural tendency. Even if they are not attracted to children, mm-hmm. but the brain is looking for something new. This In is kind moment, of scary.
0: And I think to clarify, like, just like a, a person looks at pornography for the first time, perhaps as a child, there's that response that so many people have shared. You shared it. It's a part mm-hmm. of your story. It's shocking and awe-inspiring at the same moment because the human body is beautiful. There's something good about the body, but it's also shocking. There's a sense of maybe I shouldn't be looking at that. And with that comes that dopamine response, that serotonin, that oxytocin. So the body's confused. And so the same thing when looking, God help us, within the context of at a child and pornography, there's that confusion because the body is responding and someone finds himself. And I'll just put context. This I hear from people all the time who are looking at child pornography, people who listen regularly to relevant radio, some people who are going to daily mass, some people who have a bunch of children and say, I've never had any physical contact in an inappropriate way with a child, but lo and behold, here I am. Help, this is what you are up against in finding help for people who are really struggling with pornography and not just pornography, but child pornography. And that's why it's a shocking topic, it's uncomfortable, we don't want to talk about it but if you are struggling i do want to put it out there if you need help resources this is a conversation to be had to be aware of it and to know where to go which is why i have with me now jim o'day the executive director of integrity restored jim so we've kind of talked about how common it is it's one of the fastest if not the fastest growing industry in the world that is child pornography um, it's prevalent because of the response that chemical response to dopamine and the seeking out what is novel and we become addicted to it I think still, maybe if you could touch a little bit more on how a person gets there, because I think a lot of people are so disoriented by the shock of finding themselves there, especially within the Catholic or Christian community, that there's a lot of shame that I think it's very disorienting to even find yourself there and to find yourself repeatedly returning to child pornography.
1: Yep. Uh, I've spoken to a number of men uh, who, who have lived this reality, uh, some of whom have been incarcerated um, for Mm -hmm. having child pornography on their computers. Um, The one thing I will say that was in, in common across all of them is that their pornography usage got to a level that was completely out of control. And none of them ever believed that would happen none of them ever believed that they would look at child pornography, but yet there they were. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And there's so many ways to get there today. One of the gentlemen, in fact, told me he would look at regular adult pornography and that would get boring, so then he would go on TikTok or Instagram and look at the young girls. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in doing that... Then he came across other sites, other places where he could see more. And that was kind of his path. But we need to know as parents, too, that the content our children are creating with sexting and sharing uh, nude images amongst underage people, that, too, is child pornography. And those images do end up out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And feed uh this industry that's making a lot of money, and the young girl or young boy may not even know their images out there. you know they sent it to their boyfriend or girlfriend, and they're in love, and the next thing you know it's on one of these sites
0: mm-hmm. yes. It's a heavy topic, and if you're joining us, it's uncomfortable, it's shocking if you were not aware of this. It was about 10 years ago when I first learned how prevalent child pornography was. Even then, it was the largest and fastest growing industry in the world. It's not regularly discussed. We're talking about how you get here, and maybe it's helping you to make sense of why you found that you're looking at pornography and child pornography. Or maybe you have a spouse who is, and you're having a hard time forgiving or addressing that, how far it's come. I hope this conversation brings context, clarity, and we're going to talk about solutions as well. What do you do? Um, Let's talk a little bit about what to do because I want to get into forgiveness, the spouse's perspective as well. Um, Again, little ears warning. How do you How, what do you do? You find yourself looking at child pornography. You're uncomfortable. You're hiding it. No one knows it. Uh, Maybe you're trying really hard to quit cold turkey. Maybe you're trying to do different things to prevent it. Uh, What do you do? What is the healing process to move forward?
1: Well, the first thing I'll say is white knuckling it doesn't work. That's number one. Um, Trying to pray it away doesn't work generally either. You need to reach out to a professional. That professional can be a counselor, can be a a psychologist, can be a psychiatrist, but you need a mental health professional um, to help you navigate this healing journey. That's number one. And that's the toughest part, right? But what is the first step of getting healing is admitting that you have a problem and you're powerless over it. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, Pornography addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, they're all the same. Addictions are addictions and you are powerless so you need help. Get the mm-hmm. professional help you need.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the second thing I would do immediately is find a uh, spiritual director and confessor. And uh, I would talk to them both, the therapist and the spiritual director, And I would also sign paperwork that says they can talk to each other because this is a deep, deep problem that needs work, professional work, to heal. The good news is healing is possible. And I've talked to at least, uh, in this eight years, at least 15 or 20 uh, gentlemen and one woman who... Uh, struggled with child pornography and now are free from that marriage. praise God and uh, in in about fifty percent of the cases cases they're still married
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, th- I know we want to get into that topic as well but freedom from this is possible the mm-hmm. first step is admitting you have a problem and mm-hmm. and I'm telling you folks if you are addicted to ch- to pi- pornography whether it's adults, heterosexual, homosexual, doesn't matter, it's going to take you to deeper and darker places. It mm-hmm. absolutely will.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: reach out now. Get help today. Yes. Reach out to Integrity Restored. Mm-hmm. Jim O at Integrity Restored. I will get you in touch with some.
0: It's Jim O at Integrity Restored. His website is integrityrestored.com, helping people reclaim their sexual identity, reclaim sexual integrity. It's so important. We're talking about a really uncomfortable topic. If you have young children around, probably not the best time to have uh, that uh, that radio playing. I hope you'll go back and listen to this podcast later. Um, This topic is heavy, and it's so prevalent. And if you have enjoyed um, hearing resources on this, that this is something you say, wow, this is actually something I'm experiencing uh, looking at pornography of children, or maybe it's gay pornography. We've done a whole episode on that topic as well. We're, we'll be sure to link to these resources in the episode notes. So Jim, your go-to for healing and overcoming this usage of child pornography is name it, claim it, right? And then get that professional help. Catholic psychotherapy is a great resource. People who are prepared to address these um, sexual disorientations that are occurring because a pornography addiction is a sex addiction. I think that's really key. We understand.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Right. And I think that if you could speak, uh, and by the way, just summarizing that. So name it, professional help and then also a spiritual director and confessor because the sacraments are fundamental to this. But if you could just speak briefly to that idea, like a pornography addiction is a sex addiction. And sometimes people have a hard time understanding that pornography is even worse than a drug in many respects because it's the drug is in your brain of this chemical cocktail that your own brain is creating as a response. Can you speak to that briefly?
1: Well, that's a great point. And the way I say it is, you know, with with sex and pornography addiction, we're carrying our own source of supply all the time. Mm. You don't have to go to the liquor store or the bar. You don't have to go to the corner drug dealer. You're carrying it with you 24 hours a day. So it makes it much more difficult. Mm. The, the reason, so one of the things I'm really passionate about, Tim Marie, as you know, is, is we have to take this out of the darkness yes. and bring it into the light. And yes. we must, as a church, As a community of believers, we have to stop talking about this as if it is a moral failing. Yes, the first couple times you watch pornography, likely that's a moral failing. Once the addiction takes root, it is no longer in your control. You are literally not in control of that, which is why you need the professional help.
0: Mm And I think this is why I want to have this conversation because I know I'm going to receive flack. Like, How dare you talk about that? I know it's coming, but it's it's something that's really happening. And I would hope and pray that we would have enough mercy to see that, like you said, the moral failing is when it happened the first time, the first couple of times. There, from there, it becomes an addiction. You need help, and so we need to touch on self-forgiveness, the forgiveness of others, and I think this is a really broad conversation. In respect that there's there are spouses involved in this as well. In fact, Sandy's on the line from California. She uh, has a question. She has her story to share. Sandy, welcome to Trending. Can you share your story and any questions you might have for Jim O'Day today on Trending?
3: Hi. Um, can you hear
0: me? Yes. Go ahead.
3: Well, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you to Marie and Jim because um, I've been listening to your show for a long time now. And I found out, um, about a little over a year ago that my husband was regularly doing pornography like multiple times a week. And I found it in his search history and, um, I looked at what it was and I was horrified and it just destroyed me and it really ruined, like it. I was, I was like six months pregnant at the time, and we had only been married for seven months, and, um, it it was, um, yeah, but, um, your your show gave me the the tools to address it with him and talk about it, and, um, be able to work through that with the Lord in prayer, and, um, Bloom for Catholic Women, Jim really helped me a lot, too, um, so I, I thank you so much, but, um, the, um, I, I guess I was calling. I, oh, I should say too. He's he's been he gave up the smartphone and he's been free from pornography since February. And in the in the in the process of that, he's really had a a reversion to his Catholic faith. And he's such an God. amazing godly man now. And I'm so proud of him. I love him so much. Um, I guess I was calling regarding the issue of child pornography, because when I looked in his search history, and I saw the homepage on the pornography website, too, it's all teens. It's all yeah. teen this and teen that, and it just really destroyed my self-confidence, because yep. I like I think I've really reconciled it with him, and I don't so much have it. I've forgiven him, and I don't... It, our, our, um, sorry, our intimacy life has been really healed, but I still find myself, like jealous and comparing myself yes to younger girls mm. like 14 16 15 and and i don't know like how to get over that how do i look at a child a, teen, a teenager i'm 22 and and not be jealous and i that's like the one wound from this that really i haven't been able to work through or heal i just mm. like have this jealousy toward children and it feels so wrong and I, I don't know how to work through that. I'm like comparing myself to them. And like, I know my husband isn't the only one, so I can't be the only wife. Because like I said, the pornography websites, all the, oh, the home pages are just teens. And yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's actually the most commonly searched uh, term. Uh, they get away with it because they say they're all over 18, which we know is not true. But that's how the companies get away with it, with fake IDs and all kinds of stuff. But. Um, First of all, I have to say, I'm so sorry you're going through this. This pain that you're dealing with is completely debilitating. Everything you're feeling, Sandy, is absolutely right. You're not going crazy. You're not a bad person. You're not wrong. You are reacting to an incredible trauma, betrayal trauma, but a trauma nonetheless. And your body and your mind and your soul are reacting to that.
2: Mm.
1: Here's the difficult news that you're not going to like to hear. The truth of the matter is the pornography addict can heal much quicker than the betrayed. Mm. Your healing journey is going to be much longer, which is why you are still struggling with those feeling towards, you know, 15, 16, you know, teenage girls. Um, your healing journey is going to take longer because the wounds are so much deeper. So have patience with yourself. And and I hope um, you're part of our Bloom Forum, the Bloom for Catholic Women Forum online. And if you are, reach out to the other women in there. And reach out to Sister Tina Alfieri, who's also. Uh, a regular on Timmery's show. She's our moderator for that group. And those women will be able to help you. But this is not going to happen
2: overnight.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to jump in for a moment, Sandy. I want to just tell you thank you for having the courage to share your story. What a painful experience to be able to share and to share publicly. I want you to know I'm praying for you and praying for your husband. What a miracle. Can we celebrate for a moment what you shared to go from looking at child pornography, to be newlyweds, to have a new child, and he has been healed from this. He has been free of pornography since February. This is a story of hope that every single person who's ever struggled with pornography needs to hear that grace Conquers this and Integrity Restored has a very strong and effective program that is both science and therapy driven as well as faith driven to help heal this. But I want to speak to you as a woman, Sandy, as a newer mom. It is so hard already being a new mom and seeing our body go through all these changes and giving so much of our body in pregnancy and nursing and this new version of our body, you know, and how we lose weight or don't lose weight and our hormones and our emotions that right where you're at with this rawness is completely normal for any new mom, but then you add this struggle as well. Don't don't think that you're the only one. And I just offer this as as a prayer for you of know that this struggle already to be a new mom with your body feeling off as normal and that comparison is so common, but then added the pornography dimension, you're experiencing it even more so. And I also would encourage you, you know, as you mentioned, you're feeling jealousy toward teenagers that you don't even know because child pornography was a struggle for your husband. As a new mom, You can look at the fact that these children are being exploited just as your husband had this horrible addiction. These children were exploited and offering your prayer and your sorrow and that experience of betrayal for these children, but also for your child, for your child's innocence, for your child's purity. God has such an incredible way of allowing our suffering to be redemptive, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. So Sandy, Thank you for sharing your story. We're going to come back talking a little bit more about forgiveness and healing in these circumstances. Bloom for Catholic Women is a great resource for betrayal, trauma, and healing, along with Integrity Restored if you find yourself working through and suffering from pornography addiction. I'll be right back here on Trending with Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored, talking about a really difficult topic but that is so prevalent and really is hurting as you hear young marriages and new parents. We'll be right back here on Trending.
1: So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timmery on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
0: Welcome back. It's a shocking conversation we're having today because it's shocking for me. I still can't swallow that this is where we're at in society, but it's a real conversation that needs to be had. We're talking about how prevalent looking at child pornography is. And so this is very adult conversation, little ears warning. If you need to listen to this later, relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app or wherever you catch your podcast, just subscribe to Trending with Timree. The episode will be available this evening. Don't shut your ears to it. We need to know what's happening because as you just heard, the incredible testimony of Sandy in California, she's 22 years old, a newer, newer wife, new mom, she was pregnant and she found out her husband was looking at child pornography And by the grace of God, he has been free of pornography since February. They have followed a very scientific and faith-based approach with sound therapy and spiritual guidance as Integrity Restored recommends. My guest now is Jim O'Day from Integrity Restored. Jim, this story brings me so much hope to hear Sandy's story, to hear that her husband has been liberated from truly this evil spirit, this demon of pornography, seeking to Damage marriage, damage fatherhood. Uh, I am so grateful to hear this testimony. The man got rid of his smartphone. He's working through to stay healed, to stay focused, and has had this incredible reversion. This is the hope that's necessary. Now, one of the things that happens is people of faith, Jim, and if you're just joining me, Jim O'Days from Integrity Restored that helps people battle, battle the horror and reality of pornography, addiction, pornography use. Jim, The challenge for many people of faith, people of good character, is that they find themselves looking at something such as gay porn, which by the way, we have a whole episode that Jim and I did on this, we'll link it in the episode notes and on social media, or looking at child pornography. They have a hard time forgiving themselves. And can you speak to being able to address this and forgive yourself so that you can get healing and protection from this horrible addiction?
1: Well, that's, that's, I think what you said is absolutely right, the protection from this addiction. Um, with, with any uh, regularly occurring sin, it can be very hard to forgive ourselves. With this sin in particular, because of the shame and guilt, it's doubly hard to forgive ourselves. But here's the thing, for God to work, he has forgiven us. When you receive that absolution, as long as you are truly contrite, when you receive that absolution, God has forgiven you. You must forgive yourself for that healing power to work. And one of the ways to do that is to work the program. Work with your therapist. Go to a 12-step essay program. Have a spiritual director and then have an accountability community. Yes, if it's just one person, have an accountability partner. If you can have an accountability community, it's even better. Because these are people who know you, who know what you're struggling with, and still love you. Mm. So you are worthy of being loved. One of the core beliefs of the addict is if anybody really knew me, they couldn't love me. Mm. That is core belief, keeps them stuck in the addiction. And believe me when I tell you, the spiritual component to this, the devil uses that false belief to his advantage.
0: Mm. 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 Even just hearing the testimony of Sandy a couple of moments ago, that she was able to love and help her husband through pornography addiction, even in the face of being a new wife, a new mom, pregnant. I mean, what a what a fragile state to be in but to face But she got that, help. Timoray. Yes, she did.
1: She went to Bloom for Catholic Women, she, she got those resources. I'm sure she took our advice and spoke to somebody. I'm mm. sure she took her advice and, and, and had a spiritual director accompanying her, hopefully still. Um, you, you can't do this alone. The things that your brain is going to tell you, your heart is completely broken. Your body is going to react physically. There's just so much to betrayal trauma mm-hmm. that that's why it takes so much longer for the woman to heal, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about a different side of this? Because this is my fear, and I think it's the fear that many People, especially men who might be looking at child pornography, might have is that question, am I a threat to children? Or maybe they have this perspective, I've never done anything with a child before, but I have this addiction. I'm looking at child pornography. Can you address that side of it?
1: <sighs> Sorry for the big side. This is such a difficult question. Here's the reality uh, there's many, many men who will look at all different types of porn and never act out on any of it. Whatever their fetish is, they'll never act out on it. However, increasingly, we are seeing, at some point, the porn is not enough. And so you have straight men going to gay bars, you have married uh, men going to prostitutes or, or hooking up on Tinder, uh, and, and unfortunately, you have adult men trying to meet children online, and we see it all the time. I don't say this to scare people. Not every single person who watches a certain type of porn, no matter what it is, is going to act out in that area. But the numbers are growing. And and really the biggest reason for that is the triple A uh reality of pornography. It's anonymous, it's affordable, mostly free, and it's completely accessible, 24 hours mm-hmm. a day, seven days a week. So when you're filling your brain with that much, the likelihood is that the brain is gonna say, this seems like a really good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very honest response, and I think it's helpful because it says, No one's safe in the respect that you can't just say, well, I've not acted out on this. I need to do something. And that's why you said if this is something you are looking at, you need to get professional help because it was a moral failing at the beginning. Now it's something that needs professional intervention and the grace of God. So your approach is three-pronged. Admit what's going on. You've got to name it. You've got to claim it. You have to get professional help. Catholic psychotherapists, we're posting links online to sound therapists who will help address this, but you need the spiritual dimension of confession and a spiritual director. I think this is excellent. Can you talk a little bit about resources people can pick up to start to work through this as well? Apart from your incredible program, and maybe point us to what resources are available at IntegrityRestore.com to help walk through this healing journey, just like Sandy shared that her husband did, and he has been free of this shackle of pornography since February. Praise God.
1: Well, I think that we do a really, really good job here at Integrity Restored. I hope that everybody who's listening and has come to our site uh, believes that as well. Uh, we have a ton of free re- resources on there. We have eBooks. We have a free weekly podcast, we have the Integrity Circle Coaching Program uh, which individuals or couples or, or priests can do uh, to really learn about this addiction from the scientific, the spiritual and the relational aspects. We have the Bloom Free Catholic Women Program to help women heal from betrayal trauma. But there's a ton of other good resources out there and one of the best. Uh, that I always recommend to people who are struggling, is Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a a filter for all your technology. It's covenanteyes.com, and if you use the promotion code integrity30, you'll get a free 30 day trial to try it out. What's really good about this software is that in addition to filtering Timory, you have to assign an accountability partner. And that accountability partner is going to get either a daily or a weekly report on what you're looking at. So even one of the guys I'm an accountability partner for, he's not looked at pornography in six months. But every once in a while, I start to see a lot of bikini model stuff. (laughs) When that happens, boom, I'm picking up the phone saying, brother, what is going on? (laughs) And every time I do that. Something's happened with his wife. Something's happened with one of the kids. It's things are bad at work. There was some stressor Coping
2: that he was medication.
1: trying to soothe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, but having me as accountability partner, getting that report, I can call him before he steps off the edge of that cliff.
2: Excellent.
1: Yep. So covenanteyes.com. Um, fight the new drug. Uh, totally secular program. Online recovery program, it's excellent. Uh, it, 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 it does not take the spiritual component at all into the picture, and I think they're missing out there. But um, from from pure uh, information and a strategy, they do a really good job.
2: Fantastic.
1: So uh, those, those are the things I would recommend. Catholics in Recovery is a great online group. Uh, if you want to get into an online group, tends to give you a little more anonymity um, with other men who are struggling with this issue. It's a great resource.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Trending Gym. It's a tough topic. It's sensitive. I know he stayed with us here. It's a topic that we didn't want to hear about, but I am grateful that people are listening, that people are sharing their stories such as Sandy. Praise God. Pray for her, her husband, for their healing, and believe in the power of the grace of God, that God also gives us grace in the sacraments to overcome this, but he also gives sound therapeutic counselors, faith-based counselors, such as you can find at CatholicTherapist.com. Gym Thank you for joining us. You can find their excellent programs, as Sandy attested to, at integrityrestored.com. That's integrityrestored.com. We posted a link on social media, and all of these resources will be listed in the podcast episode notes for today's show. Just head over to relevantradio.com or wherever you listen, the episode notes are there to the podcast Jim, Thank you again for joining me. I'll be right back here on Trending. We're going to talk about whether or not we should demand more of ourselves, how to grow, and how important this is in human anthropology from the perspective of Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body.
1: We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
0: Welcome back to Trending. We're going to talk about whether or not you should demand more of yourself in the day-to-day. We're in this part of Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, where he gave these talks 40 through 43. If you're following along in this series, we've been going through this for multiple weeks now, developing this human anthropology as Pope St. John Paul II lays out. And this theme of these few talks that he gives is really this idea of whether or not we should demand more of ourselves. And the answer is yes. We hear a lot about growth mindset. And we hear this in the secular world, but sometimes we just have this conversation like, all I need is me and Jesus and that's enough. But any and every relationship we have, we need to put work into. We need to put effort into to grow it. And that often demands that we grow in our thoughtfulness toward others, our behavior and interaction. Now, as we've been walking through this series, we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, in chapter 5 of matthew verse 27 through 28 you've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery but i say to you whoever looks at a woman to desire her has already committed adultery with her in his heart now the context of this is just a few verses prior jesus has said do not think that i have come to abolish the law or the prophets i have not come to abolish but to fulfill and Pope St. John Paul II in the Theology of the Body says that Jesus is showing us how deep down it is necessary to grow and how he goes on to say how the innermost recesses of the human heart must be thoroughly revealed. So Pope St. John Paul II is saying that what Jesus is calling us to is this greater sense of growth and honesty and integrity about What we are experiencing in our interior dialogue, in our thoughts, in our desires, and they need to be impurified with integrity. And this really does tie back into the difficult conversation we've had this hour about pornography and the growing prevalence of child pornography, as horrific as that is, is that we need to start with a moral foundation that does challenge in a much deeper way a sense of growth and integrity problem is is that we live right now with our fallen human nature in a way that we tend to reduce others to just means to our own desire. We objectify people. We have this utilitarian mindset where we use someone as a utility. We even reduce ourselves in many ways to enjoying the urges that we ourselves experience and indulging in those urges, even if it's just going on internally in our minds and not necessarily acted upon. This is why a lot of people justify things such as pornography or objectification and lust of others. This is a reduction of ourselves and others, a reduction of ourselves in terms of our femininity as women and masculinity as men. Pope St. John Paul II says that with this, it loses sight of that original intention of Pope St. John Paul, the, of Jesus, of God, the creation of the spousal meaning the body, as we've discussed so much at the beginning of this seri- series. That From the beginning, the dawn of creation, God created us a male and female, and that complementarity between, the sp- between man and woman that was seen so clearly prior to the fall of Adam and Eve was understood in a way that, men and women are meant to come together in intimacy to have children. And not just that, but there there was a value system that was so deeply ingrained and understood of the other, of femininity for masculinity and masculinity for femininity, that there was this honor and love and appreciation. And how Pope St. John Paul II points how to even today, within the context of a committed marriage, it's easy to objectify, to turn your spouse into a utility, a tool. And so we are called to be challenged in the fact that it's true. God will judge us at the end of our lives for all of our actions, both seen and unseen. And we have to account for, for all of our sins, not just those things that other people see, not just those things that we physically harm others. The Old Testament law, where it wasn't God's law in the Decalogue, but in the rules and regulations of the Jewish Israelite society, where they made many compromises for what the 10 commandments demanded of the Hebrew people. But Pope St. John Paul II says, Christ, by contrast, teaches that one fulfills the commandment by purity of heart. In other words, this is only possible by firmness in all we face. A purity of heart, Pope St. John Paul II says, is gained by the one who knows how to be consistently demanding from his heart. From his heart and from his own body. So Pope St. John Paul II is saying that Jesus' words on the Sermon on the Mount, where he talks about, I've not come to abolish, the law, but I've come to fulfill it. He's calling us to more that's made possible through grace. And with that requires an integrity of heart, an integrity of mind, body, and soul. And Pope St. John Paul II is saying that this is only possible through firmness, through being consistently demanding of ourselves. He says demanding of the heart and of the body as well. This is why things such as exercise are so important. It's virtuous to do those things that we don't feel like doing. It's a virtuous to push ourselves and challenge our muscles. It's virtuous to challenge ourselves to wake up earlier than feels comfortable. It's a virtuous to fast because that helps in disciplining the body. In fact, there's a Catechism of the Catholic Church quote, and we'll include it in the episode notes for today's show and post part of this on social media as well. I love it. It's from paragraph 2342. And it says in the Catechism, self-mastery is a long and exacting work. One can never consider it acquired once and for all. It presupposes renewed effort at all stages of life. The effort required can be more intense in certain periods, such as when the personality is being formed during childhood and adolescence. I love this line of the catechism. In fact, I should print it out and post it or write it on random places to hide, to find it in my house because I need to hear this. Self-mastery, as the catechism of the Catholic Church says, is a long and exacting work. It needs renewed effort. It's never acquired once and for all and that's it. And I love this as a parent, something to remember, that in particular, this long and exacting work needs to be, at the heart of being parents, where we're helping to form children and adolescents to have a sense of self-mastery, self-discipline, of guidance, to know where to go when we fall down to confession, but to know the virtues, to pray for them, to seek to acquire these, to do the things we don't feel like doing so that we may be more demanding of ourselves for the grace of the kingdom of God. It's only through the grace of God that we will be able to do so. And this is part of what I love about Pope St. John Paul II's theology of the Body is that it's human anthropology. It's helping us to better understand The original vision of the human person, our fallen human nature, and the need for grace and discipline to grow into the design of the human person that God had in store. To be beheld in the eyes of the creator is that creation in the way in which he intended from the beginning. I hope you'll continue to join us in our Theology of the Body series with Pope St. John Paul II. We're actually walking you through each and every single one of his catechetical talks that were given over the course of five years dating back into the 70s and 80s. They are an incredible human anthropology that can guide and help change your life by diving deep into the anthropology of sacred scripture and the Catholic Church's teaching. So be sure to catch the series. All the episodes are posted on Trending's podcast, relevantradio.com, uh, wherever you catch your podcast. but please download the Relevant Radio app. It's quick and easier for you to listen on demand for free to all of our episodes. Here are Trending. I had a question come in on Instagram from Brittany Wehab that I wanted to touch on. She said, my cousin tragically passed away yesterday at the young age of 34 at work. How can we hold space for ourselves and others at the same time while processing grief? she said grief brings up so many emotions and feelings in all of us she did i came from a large family 16 aunts and uncles and over 50 cousins we have a lot of love in our lives but also our experience is so much loss right now my condolences for your family brittany prayers for your cousin who died at such a young age and thank god for our faith in moments such as these we'll be praying for you and your family here at relevant radio I understand this painful experience that you are going through. I actually lost my cousin. He was actually 33 years old when he died from suicide about 12 years ago, and it was devastating. It could have been all-consuming and depressing. It could it could have called into question my faith. It did for some other members of our family. It's a true time of grief, and. I think that when we lose someone, especially at such a young age, it's a moment where we do need to allow ourselves, just as you would mourn the loss of someone who dies maybe after a long-lived life in peaceful circumstances, we need to allow even more so that time of grief and recognition of that person's life, offering and prayer. For me, especially after having experienced the suicide of a very close cousin of mine who lived with us. was very close to our family for a number of years prior. I realized the best way for me to mourn was to take this and offer my cousin and all the brokenness, offer him in the Mass, to have Masses celebrated for him, to allow for conversations, good conversations to be had about this family member, to celebrate the good moments in life, to be honest about those moments that were most challenging. But I think at the core, as people of faith, having masses offered for our loved ones and taking our mourning and our suffering and giving it time within the context of prayer, but also the celebration of the good moments, of life, it's a way to process these experiences both with loved ones and family, those people who knew your cousin, but also process it with Christ and allow him to transform and draw, God willing, this soul into heaven with him. This is Ray from Trending with Ray. Do you need a budget tune-up? Do you need some advice and guidance on finances? Everything from inflation to family budgets, new family. I will be joined by experts at WalletWin.com who give a keen Catholic take on finances with sound principles to help us tune up our budget so that we can live virtuously with how we use our money. So join me Wednesday on Trending, 6 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio or the Relevant Radio app.